Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hi, talkers. We made it to hump day, and it is a gloomy one at that. But like I always say, Lori and Julia can brighten it up. That's no question, because they're going to make you laugh. I guarantee it. We're going to have some fun today. And don't forget, another day of Janet Jackson tickets are up for grabs. Right before the tickets, yeah, before the tickets go on sale, we have, we'll have a chance for you to listen when... But it's trickier than you think playing Finish the Lyrics. It sounds so familiar. You know what it is. It's on the tip of your tongue. And and then you have to say it. And then you got you to gotta, <laughs> you gotta say it out loud. That's right. That's when everything goes to hell and am. Oh, geez. Well, um, get this phone call last night, 9 o'clock. I never, I don't even know how I happened to look at my phone. Because, you know, I never have you my You never do. On. Nope, nope, nope. I'm not like at a, night. I'm like a Gen Zer. I don't answer the phone. <laughs> you know, really. It's I'm, beneath you. It's beneath me. But mm-hmm. anyway, my dad's like, uh, hey. I'm like, Zipper, what's going on? Did you have chemo today? No, I'm just flying back from Puerto Vallarta to wear the rental car uh, uh, things here at the Minneapolis airport. And you're like, well, thanks for telling me. I said, uh, yo, I thought you came back yesterday. He said, no, oh, the flight to Duluth was canceled. I said, dad, that's because Duluth is going to get dumped on and they don't want any planes up there. I love be stuck right, up there. Absolutely. And, that is not where they want to be. And he's like, well, I guess we're going to have to get a car. So he ended up driving with four other people. The six of them rented a van, $500 to go one way. From... MSP to Duluth, to Duluth for one one, one way. Wow. Okay, there were no cars we're, left. My dad okay. said he got like the second car. Wow. What time did he land at night? Like, no, at like eight o'clock. Lori, that is highway robbery. I know, but but he, between four different couples or four people or well, there were six people yeah. total. So you know, I mean, they, he was you know he was pretty shocked about that. But you know, they have you when there's no. Rental car, maybe other flights were being canceled right. with the snowstorm or whatever. So he calls me this morning and I'm like, what time did you get home and what kind of weather did you run into? 3 a.m. He said it really didn't get bad until about Matamidi and then they had to go like 30 miles an hour. Where's Matamidi? Like- is like right outside of Cloquet. Oh, okay, because I know Matamidi over here, and I'm no. thinking, that's White Bear Lake. Okay. Up in, up, oh, up way north. up there. Okay. Way up there. So, and then this morning, you know, uh, I all my friends in Duluth were posting the photos. How much snow? Well, they're going to get two feet. Oh, they, I'm so jealous. Yeah, like 20 inches. <gasps> oh. And it could be more because uh, as the GMA guy, who they had the GMA weather guy on the road, 
in Duluth. With Bentleyville lights right behind him. It was so funny. And he pointed out to everybody, Lake Superior is not frozen. It's never frozen in December. But he's like, so this water and the warm air is going to make what they call lake effects. No. How fun. So How fun for the up north folks who are getting the snow. Yeah. My dad was just like, well, I don't have to worry about snow anymore. But he did have like a... A chemo appointment. This That's morning. a long drive to get home that late, though. That oh. is a long drive. Oh. Oh. All this snow talk. Just yeah, all this snow talk. Oh, we just want it. But you can do the job. I don't know if we're going to get it. I don't think. I, don't I can't have a live broadcast tomorrow at um, Creative Hair Expressions. So, so in Roseville, so we should get some snow. <laughs> we should. It should yeah. be. We should because everyone we who seem is planning on coming and trying on wigs and looking hanging at hair out with us and buying little pony clips in yeah. and all that stuff. It. Yeah, you, you guys I have bad luck with that. I can't share with you my disappointment. What? Well, I think we might get some snow. I think it's we're going to get a little bit, and then um, I don't know what's going to happen after that or when we're going to get it, but. Thursday, Friday looks like we could really get the snow here because it's going to finally get cold enough Thursday night into Friday where our high on Friday is only 30 degrees. So, and it's predicting some snow. So we should get some Thursday night, hopefully yeah. into Friday there for you. Oh, so we'll maybe won't interrupt our broadcast. As tomorrow. of right now, being it, it, with a high of 35 yeah. tomorrow, I would imagine at, at this time of the day, you might not. It might be a little bit of rain. It was melting. It was dripping. I, I went into CVS this morning and there's mom and her little boy standing where you park your cars and the roof of CVS ends and watching the snow slide off the roof of CVS. And she's like, I can't get him to leave. He's so enthralled with watching it rain snow. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want it to snow snow. Yeah, it, it was, I told my mom, I said, we're having like weird Seattle like weather because gray skies, gray skies, rain, a little snow, rain, a little snow. And she's like, we're going to warm up to the 40s next week when you're here. I'm like, nice. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You know, for me, yeah, for, for Seattle you. weather, yeah. we, don't, yeah. we don't need snow in Seattle. It paralyzes the city. You're so right about that. They have one snow plow <laughs> at the airport and one for the entire community of Seattle. You're I swear. So right no, that. I swear. They're <laughs> yeah. really, maybe they have two. I almost got stranded at the Seattle airport one time going to Hawaii in February. It I snowed. remember that, Lori. So hard and cases like we're not going to get out of here. I said, oh, they want to get this big jet to Hawaii. Okay, but you got stranded bunch- in Hawaii because there was snow back here. Remember- one time, I yeah, did I know get you stranded did. in Hawaii. That was one. No, I didn't get stranded from Hawaii. There were there our plane. There was lightning uh, at the Kona Airport, so they wouldn't let the planes take off. And then there was a mechanical on the plane. And they said, this plane isn't going anywhere. And when a plane has a mechanical, they have to pay for your overnight. And I finally got to stay at the Manalani Bay for $500 a night, courtesy of Delta Airlines. Remember that? Lovely. And she's like, Julia. Julia, I was so excited to make that phone call. Unfortunately, I won't be in for my 40th day in a row. But it was kind of panic at the disco. I felt bad for people because... They kept saying, we're going to make arrangements. And as soon as I realized, mm, maybe it's, not. it's February, I started getting on Expedia or whatever yeah, yeah. thing I got. And I saw that there were like two rooms left at the Manalani. The, everything, everything was sold out because uh-huh. it's March. And so I got a room, but there were a lot of people who didn't, who had to stay right. at the airport, at the open air airport. 
as it had been raining. And, I <laughs> the mean, open, the open air. No, I know. Airport, you yeah. know what's funny? Because I, I haven't been many places like at all, except for Bozeman, Montana. Mm-hmm. And every time I come home, I take a uh, six, five, six, six o'clock a.m. flight. Mm-hmm. So, so you don't sleep the night before. You don't no. do anything. So and there was a mechanical on my way home. Mm-hmm. Our wheels wouldn't go down or something. But for me, it would be fixed because they have all day to fix it right. before I get a free flight. Right. I mean, that's kind of the difference. It's funny. I know. Oh, uh, gosh. All right. All I right. want to let people, you know, yes. it was 10 years ago today that um, we heard about the tragic oh. shooting at Sandy Hook oh, Elementary that was a School. Terrible day. I terrible remember coming day. on the air and we didn't even know what to say. It was five year olds, kindergartners. Horrible. And tonight, though, I want to let people know that mm-hmm. on CNN at nine o'clock, um, Sandy Hook Forever Remembered, they're going to do a special and talk about where we are in gang control and some of the other things where we Not are. Not very far. Right. Not very but far. I mean, there's going to be a tribute to the children yeah. and the well, families. All these kids would have been 16, 17 years old because yeah. it was kindergarten and first grade. And there have been 900 school shootings since Sandy Hook 10 years ago. Wow. 900 in the U.S. Ugh. Isn't that something? That's a, that's a horrible. So number. yeah, it does. Yeah. It, we 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 do need to remember. And thanks for telling mm-hmm. us about that because definitely I would want to watch that. I think so. Um, important to remember. All right, listen. When we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. Thank you. Thank you very much. So that was gonna... fun last year with all the wigs. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh gosh, we had, we had a good time. Except I had had a blowout and I didn't oh. want to try in any wigs. And I hadn't, and I ended up with Brenda. Yes. I came I home with Brenda. Brenda that day. I, I came home with Pamela. I know you did. Yeah. I can't wait to see who we come home with tomorrow. Yeah, Pamela Light, and then I got Pamela Squared in the Hastings store. So who knows <laughs> what I'll come home with tomorrow. We, we absolutely love it. Yeah. So um, this was this was really sweet this morning. Um, the Today Show, which... Um, you know, they're like the anchors. Everyone feels like they're giddy because, you know, people are going to be off next week yep. and whatever. And um, so uh, it was uh, the Today Show family brought some holiday cheer to Al Roker's door at his home with a very emotional surprise. I found myself getting teary eyed yeah. watching it. Casey's like, what are you doing? I'm like. This is the sweetest thing. You know, you don't realize like how attached you are mm-hmm. to your morning anchors. And Al has been oh. the one mainstay on the Today Show, consistent. We've seen anchors come and go, but Al has been there. And he's been off maybe five weeks now because Something of Al- like that. Just yeah. over a month, yeah. He missed yeah. the Thanksgiving yeah. Day parade, the tree lighting. So here, we've got this posted. Because you actually have to see this, but it is very sweet. Yeah, it's about five minutes. We're going to give you a taste of it, okay. but you should go back and watch it if you have time. When the Rockefeller Center tree was lit this December, it felt like it was missing its brightest star, our own Al Roker. We are missing our our buddy Al. We've been missing him for weeks now. We have some great, great news. Al is officially home from the hospital. Hi, Al. Everybody's missing you, buddy. Throughout his month-long hospital stay, we have all been waiting for the day we could wrap our arms around our sunshine. And, well, we couldn't wait any longer. So with the help of our secret accomplice, Al's wife, Deborah, we loaded up our staff and crew and took the holiday spirit to him. And mistletoe. It was like 100 people in Santa Hat. It was really sweet. 
Here we go. Al's yeah, coming to the door. Dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh over the fields we go. I think everyone started crying. I know. Have your tissues ready, everybody. So, um, yeah, that was the uh, really just kind of a sweet. And you could tell he was very touched. And, you know, Deborah Roberts, who works for ABC, you know, I always like the, you know. I do, too, that they work for two different networks. I bet these two have had some fun talking about. um, Escandal. Escandalo, which we're entering (laughs) week Week two on Escandalo over at GMA, and um, I'm a little bit surprised that, because um, the media loves a media story a lot, yep. and um, so I'm surprised that there ha- there's been a little bit of, uh, there just hasn't been a lot of news, but uh, Lainey Gossip wrote a kind of an interesting uh, thing because yesterday a source told People Magazine there are no suspensions here at all. ABC is just gathering information at mm-hmm. this time. They're investigating the relationship and understanding the details before figuring out what's next. So if there are no suspension, they're still getting paid. And they're, not that TJ or Amy are making Robin Roberts or Gail King money. Right. They're decent sized contracts. Sure. So um uh here's the thing that I wonder when the con- investigation concludes and if the plan is to bring them back, how do they roll that out? Will they talk about it in on the air? Do they release a statement ahead of their return and proceed on camera as if nothing happened? Or do they just come back and not address it at all? But everything that will be decided on how they do this will be a group decision with the network right. having the final right. say. And it's an interesting case study. And people keep bringing up Brian Stelter's Top of the Morning, which was that oh, that book that we book bre- about oh, yeah. making the morning, morning TV news. shows. Yep, yep. But this Holmes and Robach case and the whole Escandalo, it's broadcast journalism. It's business management, it's human resources, it's public relations and communications. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, all of that damn. is going to be affected. So either way, uh, you know, and then if they were to let one or both of them go, would there be a non-compete? I mean, these agents of sure. theirs are busy. And if, 100%. And if you let one go in the, instead of the other, why? And all the different things around that. I'm asking you this, Laurie, okay? Yeah. So these two, we haven't seen anything since the one stroll that Amy they're did. they're not allowed to be anywhere. I wouldn't go. They're, they're not being pictured anywhere together. They no. are keeping their distance, which they should have done immediately thereafter. All right. Yeah. So here's my question: If you're, all right, let's just say we're going to have them come back. Okay. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAP Podcasts. 
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Would you even release the statement or just have it just go on? Oh, no. You have to. I, you, but I wouldn't say anything on the air. Uh, again, all of this is going to have to be decided. I know, Who but I'm asking you. if Amy and TJ are going to remain a couple? Well, I'm not even talking about the yeah. couple thing. I'm talking about if they both get to have their job back. Oh, yeah. You, you, you'd say something. So here we are, Amy and TJ, after being, you know. Yeah. They don't have to say something, but the network can release something. That's but they would release approved. a statement, but I wouldn't say it on the air. Well, we're back now. We'll We've see. made it through they, the investigation they, they with the clean slate. They did such a dumb thing by making fun of everything. And yeah, they did. But they didn't. Know. But I also think that management knew it was going to hit the management papers. Management didn't know about the affair with the married producer sure. till that weekend. Okay, so they didn't. They, were they like, didn't know okay, all the details. It's a right, thing. Right. They didn't know everything. Right. So. They couldn't know what they didn't know, so they didn't know that it would be a bad idea for them mm-hmm. to be joking and coming in to work together <sighs> and all of that. So, but, and every morning I think, oh, Amy Robach would have been doing this segment or TJ Holmes because I like, like those guys. Same. And, I like them, and so did the consensus on Instagram. Okay, because I've been reading, you know, they'll have a story about yeah. them, and then there's a gob, a gob, yeah. a gob of comments, and ninety nine percent are. Leave these guys it, alone. It doesn't matter because now you have human resources involved. So it doesn't matter what the people think about all of this. As soon as the three-year married affair with a name, as soon as that became public, then it became HR's problem. Mm-hmm. Because now you have a pattern of a guy who's married having relations with people on the, on do you the think set. those guys even are sneaking in some booty time? At no, all? I, I don't, don't think so. I think Amy hates them. I, I would, <laughs> I think she hates them. Yeah. I think, you know what? Good call. What was wrong with me and my damn hormones? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, um, <laughs> I had such a woody for you, but boy, yeah, I was thinking like a man, yeah, with the wrong part of my body. I mean, yeah, I really think, head, yes, you know, I really yeah. think that, and I think it's just. Yeah, I feel for her, not him at all. Yeah, I know. Because I feel like he did this at CNN, maybe he did it at CBS, maybe. It feels like he's, this is what he does. Yes. But yeah. for her, I feel bad. She she kind of fell, I don't want to say fell in love, but she was one of, I don't want to say a victim, but you know. If no, this is a no, no, they, listen. They, it's two consenting adults. Two consenting adults, adults who happen to be married, who happen to be caught. The story is old as time. It is. Okay? Okay. okay. And these two started banging at least in March when they were training for the mm-hmm. uh, marathon. If nothing not like running twelve miles and screwing, you right. know, see? in a public place around a corner where no one would see you. <laughs> nothing good comes from running. Oh, that's the moral of the story. <laughs> and if you've ever run with Lori. This is a very true statement. That's true. Oh, my gosh. Coming up, we are having a a Minnesota treasure on the air with us. Legend. Legend, the legend. Um, Grant, what's happening? Um, 
Oh, with with traffic. traffic, yeah. I don't know. I think Lori's running down I-94 right now, causing quite a bit of a delay on the roads. I have to hear this story about you guys going for a run sometime off air, but let's take a look now at your mic. For our next guest, she is a James Beard award-winning journalist, the first lady of the culinary scene in the Twin Cities, and uh, just one of our favorite people in the whole wide world, Sue Zelikin. Zellickson is with us. Hi, Sue. Hi, Sue. Hi, ladies. How are you? Fantastic. Sugar pie, honey bunch. Do you like oh, that, that song? Oh, that's a cute song. My favorite song because it's sweet. Yes, <laughs> it is. Just like you. So last week, Lori runs into you at Spawn Montage, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, Julie, I just ran into Sue. We have to have her on our show. She's such a treasure. She's so delightful. And we're like, yes, we have to talk to her again. I mean, yes. We love it. We... Well, did you know that I didn't even see her? I just heard her voice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is why we can never say anything bad about anybody out loud right. in public. Because <laughs> they'll know where it's coming from. Exactly. Exactly. So we understand you just won a really nice award. It was a surprise to me completely. I know. I, I heard about it from somebody who had, was at the convention, and then I found out from the Minneapolis Star Tribune and when Sharon wrote it up, and it, it was a big surprise to me. But it was exciting, and I love getting awards, don't you? Well, yes, of course. <laughs> yes. And tell everyone what your award was. Well, I, years ago, I'm getting very old, so I have dropped a few organizations that I used to belong to. I bet I joined the International Association of Culinary Professionals, not because I cooked, but because I talked about it and wrote about it and that sort of stuff. And it was a wonderful national organization that had meetings all over the country. And it was really exciting. You, you go to these meetings and meet culinary people that you read about, people who've written cookbooks or Julia Child. And, and it was wonderful. In fact, I even had dinner with a lunch with Julia Child. And when she came here, took her to KSTP, as a matter of fact. And she milked a cow for the first time in her life. <laughs> Okay, oh, wait a minute. Not at the station. No, right. we took her to a farm, but it was it was on. We talked about it on TV or the radio, one of the two. Anyway, so that was a, a very highlight in my in my life. But then I got involved in the organization nationally, and I was a cookbook judge for years, and and I went to all these fabulous meetings all over the country, even one out of the country. So it was fun. So anyway, they gave out a bunch of awards last month, and. Um, Somebody called and said, congratulations, and Zoe Francois won for one of her fabulous cookbooks, yes. and I won for the um, Lifetime Achievement Award, and I don't remember what I achieved, but I sure was honored oh. to get an award. Okay, Hello. you've been on... You, you, you are know, the first lady of the culinary scene in the Twin Cities, uh, Miss Sue. And oh, really? Well, I think that's an honor you gave me. There's plenty of good people out there. Oh, no, you're, you're, but you're the first lady. You did, you are James, award, James Beard Award-winning... Uh, journalist, you are in the uh, Pavic Museum. You were inducted into that in 2015, and I mean, I guess I didn't realize you edited so many fundraising cookbooks. Yeah, that was a big part of my life. I had a lot of writing and not too much eating, <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not a lot of cooking. Did you go to journalism school, Sue, or how did you start out? I was a school teacher, kindergarten, nursery school, and primary education. And for one, one year when my husband was in the Navy, I taught school in a Quonset hut with three rows of ten kids. I couldn't see the kid in the back of it. It was a You know what a Quonset hut yes. is? Yes. I'm a military brat. I've gone to oh, school in a right. Quonset hut. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's and no windows. I mean, that uh-huh. opened and no air conditioning. It was right. really oh. lovely. <laughs> and, but, but, but then, then how did you, how did you, that get you to food? Food, yeah. I got into food because... Years ago, I started Leanne Chin in her restaurant. That's business. right. That's right. She was a friend of mine and wanted to open a restaurant, and 
so we helped her do it, and it went on to be pretty famous. It's still around. hasn't closed yet, so it's a, it, it was a good one. Yes. And, and then I, I just started do, doing volunteer work, and I say that really proudly because I think most of the people who volunteer find it enriches their lives in so many ways you can't even say it's better than pay. Mm-hmm. You that's, can't say it's better than pay. That's <laughs> anyway, lovely. You, you meet fabulous people and you're doing good for others, and I've done that all my life. I learned that from my grandmother who did it. When I, she did it all her life, and she introduced me to it. She also introduced me to good cooking, but not how to do it. <laughs> Just how to eat it. How to anyway, eat it. Oh. You're okay, so we know that one of your passion projects is Kids Cafe, right? And can you tell everybody about that because that's really a cool program you started? It is, in fact, I just got off the phone of a Zoom meeting from it today because, um, it's the end of the year and we're, we're doing lots of things anyway. Kids Cafe is a part of Perspectives Family Center, it's a nonprofit in St. Louis Park that's that helps women. And children, but mostly the women that come there are women that have been abused or on drugs or on just uh, wanting to change their lives and get their lives back and mm-hmm. also get their children's back. And so they come with their children, and we give them a, a, a beautiful furnished apartment in St. Louis Park, and um, they get their kids back, and then they get training, and they get help and to stop the, the things that have been destroying their lives. And the kids come to Kids Cafe five nights a week, and that's what I started about 35 years ago. And um, they get a free meal, but they also help cook the meal. So they learn manners, and they learn how to get along with other people at the dinner table and yeah. uh, all the skills that they need to go out. The first Kids Cafe I started was at the Boys and Girls Club. We had them in North Minneapolis, and they're still there. And then they wanted to, to think that something was needed in St. Louis Park. It was shocking to me at the time, but it was. And so it's been, as I say, over 30 years, and um, these kids come five after, right after school up to fifth grade. And uh, they learn a lot, and I was just there today, yesterday, and they are so adorable. You want to take them all home with you. Oh, they and, must love uh, you. It's a, it's a wonderful program, and it serves the, the kids who go to St. Paul, St. Louis Park schools. Yeah. That's so lovely. And, Sue, you know, um, as a fellow, a fellow um, height-challenged gal, um, you know, I always love seeing you at things because we can see eye to eye. <laughs> and I'm just That's I, right. I, the same. How, how, how tall I, are you now? I'm five one. Well, I was five one once. Uh-huh. I'm two seven now. <laughs> You're four seven. I when I saw that in the story, I thought <laughs> I think that's how the height of my grandparents were at the you know yeah yeah we were and little then, people. So, so were your parents little? Were your parents Pardon? little people? I mean, shorter. What do you mean? Were your folks short? Were your parents folks? were yeah yeah they were not yeah they were short yeah. Right. Were your parents right? Yes, very. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just, it's kind Julia, of funny. you're so rude. No, I'm not being rude. I just love it. I like i like being able to see eye to eye with people. I'm not trying to be rude at all. No, I, I think it's not. I, I guess I think I'd like rather be short than really, really tall. Same. True. Really, really tall. Yeah. I, short people, you know, it's getting harder when you get shorter, honey. Look forward to it. You can't reach the top shelves of oh, the grocery store. Okay, I can't even reach them in my kitchen. <laughs> And I have a step stool. I always take out and trip over it every day. You know that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you gotta be careful of that step stool. That's dangerous. I, <laughs> I can, know. Wait, what about the washing machines? Those new ones. You, you oh. can't even get the clothes out of the bottom. Just trying not to fall in them. Exactly. <laughs> That's true. I have to have a stool in front of my washing machine. Yeah. So, so you have you basically retired at least from like Minnesota Monthly and doing the writing, know, the writing thing, and you're is that right? 
Yes, I'm sort of retired for that, but I'm keeping up all my volunteer yes, that's community things that I love and the, the many of them that I started and I don't want them to stop, so I have to keep going. You do. You know, and Hanukkah is starting this Sunday. Yes. Um, do you have any special recipes that you do for Hanukkah or any or places you pick up food from? <laughs> <laughs> Good idea, yes. A lot of places are giving Hanukkah food. In fact, um, Lynn Hall has got a new pastry chef who's doing boxes of uh, Hanukkah, the, the donuts and uh, some of the other things for the, for, to pick up for Hanukkah so you don't have to do, make all those intricate things for uh, the holiday. I, I, think, I think he's doing popovers and oh, some yum. other things. Oh, yum. Oh, so that's... That, the Lynn Hall in the... But you have to pick it up at the Lynn Hall on um, Lake on Lindale. Okay. Well, that's and good then for, I'm sure yeah. all the delis are doing things too to take to either pick up or take out, and um, I, my son is a baker that does all the, he makes all the popovers and all the stuff for our, for our Hanukkah and for for everything. He's a great cook. He, he got my grandmother's jeans. Oh, so. I love that! Goodness, yeah. And Sue is um, you founded Women Who Really Cook, which is women professionals in the food industry, and is that still going with so it, many members? It is. In fact, we just had a, a, a mingle, a holiday mingle last, the night before last over at the pop-up that one of our members has put together. You do, do you know uh, Tammy Cabrera, who has Muddy Paws Cheesecake? Yes, yes. Well, she started a little pop-up. They had an empty store there and begged her to fill it up with uh, people. And so it's you can go. It's across from the theater at West End, and it's open five days, seven days a week, as a matter of fact. And she has all kinds of local people selling wares. You can get bridal dresses there, oh, purse, I mean, but really beautiful purses. Things that people have cleaned out their closets and put in, but also some wonderful artisans who are making food and also who are doing artwork and jewelry. It's a fun place to go, and it's free to come in there. It's, it's like an outdoor market, but indoors. Yeah, I love what's that. The, what's the name of it? It's called uh, the Artisan Market at oh, West End, I love and that's it. in St. Louis Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's written, and then also there's cheesecake because she makes cheesecake, so you can buy cheesecakes there too, and fabulous flavors. I think she has 365 flavors of cheesecake. Her muddy paws cheesecake, which is so good. It is delicious. Which is so and good. The shop, the shop is wonderful. You find things that people have created. It's a, it's 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 it is an artisan market because it's it's both clothes and uh, shoes, even shoes and purses and everything in there. It's it's fun. I'm stop and over there inside. for sure. That I love those things that are all under one. You know where you've got a, multiple right. choices under and one. You find these surprises. One one young man was there. Is there and he um, does a um, uh, he he makes wreaths. A beautiful yeah. oh. wreaths and, and table centerpieces with holiday things in them. It's, it's really a creative, wonderful market. And so we had this holiday mingle, and we had about 100 of our members there. And um, Crave catered it. Crave is right across the street, and mm-hmm. then they have a catering company that's just fabulous. And so they did the food for us, and we it was it was a really nice networking. That's what Women Who Really Cook is a networking organization. Networking. So if you're in yeah, that, yes. if you're in you're you're in the food or hospitality industry, you'd want to exactly. be. Exactly. I used to say you just don't have to cook. You know, you can't have your ladies for lunch. It has to be. You have to be in the industry in some way in and some be a way. woman. Yeah. Andrew Zimmerman wanted to join and wear and wear a skirt, but I wouldn't let him. Good for you. That's hysterical. <laughs> That's hysterical. Okay, so Sue, we're we're just chatting with Sue Zellickson. We adore you, and we want to. We'll have you on sooner rather than later. It's been much too long. 
Oh, well, I'd love it. You know I love to talk about food, and I love to talk to you guys. And also, don't you get a congratulations, or can't we tell anybody? Well, people, I think, found out. <laughs> I think it's on the on the news now that it, Julia's married. I am married. It shocks everyone, so... Even oh, myself, I know. I married in good time. I know. No kidding. I found a good one. Well, happy holidays to you, and thank you, thank you thank for you. everything. And it's so great to catch up. Well, I love talking to both of you, and thanks for all you do. And Julia, I'll meet you at the beauty shop anytime. All Bye. right. Sounds sounds good. <laughs> and Julie, both of you. Both hey, of us. Thanks, Sue. Thanks, Sue. Thanks so much. Okay. Uh, legend. She's, She's so just wonderful. Darling. All right, listen, we'll be right back. Um, oh, we do have some sad news. Maybe you've heard it, but we were just like really heartbroken and devastated to get this news today. This morning, many of us found out the news. It was beyond tragic and shocking news that uh, Stephen, otherwise known, Stephen Boss, otherwise known as Twitch, who is the dancer, actor, choreographer from So You Think You Can Dance, and for the last the last nine years of Ellen DeGeneres' show was her DJ and then producer that he had taken his own life. And, you know, I, the you know, when someone dies by suicide, someone in the public eye that seemed to have it all twitch, he was the only reason I continued to watch Ellen the I last know. few years was mm-hmm. twitch. He was the sunshine. I wanted to see what he would dance. He was the only one that seemed to be that Ellen, he could get Ellen to actually smile Yeah, when she quit dancing. So, But when somebody like so, such a light and so sunshiny, when they take their life by suicide, it's it's shocking. And it's also, I just, it's triggering news. It's triggering news yes. for people who are having thoughts of suicide if they have access to a gun it raises the thing i'm so glad that this fall the 988 number instead of the 1-800 you know the talk it's just now 988 so it's all you need to dial if you are need help yeah and, and just to say that he was loved in in uh in the world huge huge legacy so i i think i was just really felt just absolutely heartbroken. I felt heartbroken because um, my, I have two nephews who took their lives by suicide, but my uh, oldest nephew, he was 30 and he left behind two children. And I just immediately thought, cause Twitch has young kids. Yeah, he does a three-year-old, a six-year-old, and a 14-year-old. Yeah. And, um, you know, I just thought of the kids and, you know, the His wife. Yeah. But just, it, it the the thing that he couldn't have known in the seven seconds that it took him to decide that he was going to do this, whatever was going on with him, he, I, I think people don't realize like it is such a he will be missed and missed and missed and missed, and you never have an answer. You're just mm-hmm. tormented with questions and why and guilt and. It's a real, it's just so, so sad, you know, for his, his family. So, so sad for him. Yeah. You know, and I had forgotten that he was on So You Think You Can Dance because right. we weren't regular viewers of this. Mm-mm. My fondness for him came from Ellen. Because you really watched that. Uh, well, I watched that yeah. and I watched it for him. I think yeah. I don't, I don't speak for myself when a lot of people just watch right. the first 15 minutes of that show because she would interact with him and he's he 
made her less tart because he was just, he always picked out a great song. Sometimes he'd bring out his kid as he'd get people dancing, you know. So you just never know when people are going through something like this. And it just seemed like everyone in Hollywood was really, really stunned and and really upset Yeah, uh, about hearing this news because he just... Doesn't seem like it. So that's why, you know, uh, you just reach out to, to to people that you haven't talked to for a long time. Check in with your people. Are they okay? How are you doing? You know, I always think uh, we just don't know. And you think, oh, this guy was on top of the world. He had everything, you know, just celebrated his anniversary. It's it's devastating, Lori. Yeah. It's just devastating, and you don't know, and you know more than I do. It's a terrible um, club it to be, be a member of, yeah. and I thought about his kids, and I, you know, now my nephew's uh, daughters are in, like, uh, eighth and tenth grade, and they've basically had therapy all their life because mm. of their dad. It's... That's sad. It's such it's, a yeah. mantle of, um, it doesn't have to define you, but you have to get on top of it. It's so traumatic. Right. And I just think, you know, it's traumatic for people even learning this news about uh, Twitch because we do feel a connection with people we see on TV. Absolutely. And I, he was in Magic Mike. I know. The second one. Mm-hmm. You know, we feel, uh, and he got the name Twitch, and I've known this from Ellen, but he could never stop popping and locking when he was a kid. He was one of those... You know, fancy kids. We've all seen the kids who can't sit still. Can't sit still. So um, he was in Blades of Glory. He was in Hairspray the second time around. And he he just was uh, just a wonderful guy. And I just really, you know, he married his... Allison was on So You Think You Can Dance. And he, I think he was a judge this year. Well, he was it. a judge. He won. He was runner-up, like you mm-hmm. said, Lori. And then... Um, and. Um, Leah Remini, who worked with him on that. Yeah. You know, and she's devastated. Ellen, of course, is just devastated. And and everybody's comments about him, finding out the news is he was such a a ray of sunshine. He lit up a room. You would never think You would never think that there would be anything that's going Mm -hmm. on. And so that's why you just... I don't know, maybe in this, this time and place it's in this world. It's a hard world. time of the year, too, for people let's, who are alone. Yeah, so let's yep. reach out to those people. I was thinking of a couple of people I know who like don't have any family, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, God, I've really not been a very good friend about reaching out and just seeing how they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, because you get so wrapped you up in yours. so wrapped up. And, and then I just think, oh, gosh, how many, um, you know, people are going to be triggered by this news. And my family didn't realize how just knowing somebody, this is why in schools they bring therapists in right away. If, if, finish if, your sentence, if a child takes their life, it's very, or a kid, it triggers people. It puts the thought in their head, oh, well, this person, you know, they did this. So it puts, it like gives it permission oh, to exist, yeah, to be a thought in your mm-hmm. head that you might act upon, you know, and so... I that's why they bring in the therapist to school right. for kids because it's just it's so devastating and no one would even be thinking that you know so it can have a, a domino and effect. the number to call it's nine eight eight is is the number but it just uh, really I mean weren't you shocked beyond yeah beyond and Grant you were had to have been too he just was uh, oh yeah. He just seemed like a kind, sweet person. Yep. Who a ball of joy, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you would never know. And 
from all of his videos and all of his interactions on social media, yeah. like you said, you would have never thought this, so, but you never know. Yeah, so you just never know. So, yeah. but anyway, what a what a yeah. And I was just like, I thought I bet Ellen does feel bad because honestly, he well, it was the only person you ever really saw her interact right. with. Right, yeah. but he he did seem to have a you know genuine. Oh, yeah. Affection. And she treated him right. She made him executive producer of the show, which gives him more money. Yes. And where else, you know, so. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, our thoughts are with the family. The family, yes. I know it. Gosh. Anyway, all right. We're going to turn the corner, change the subject, but, you know, really do do take us seriously. Like we shared. Thank you. (laughs) We'll be right back. For nine years, a dangerous man terrorized women, breaking into homes and raping his victims before killing a brilliant young scientist in 1998. The more the victims resisted, the more violent he became. Then he suddenly stops, leaving police with a lot of clues and one unknown subject. I'm Paul Wagner. Join me for Unknown Subject, season three of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast series. Search American Nightmare podcast on all podcast platforms today. 